The West Photo Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to the West Photo Podcast, hosted by the West Photo team. Me, Anna Sophia John, and the fabulous Livia Smith. West Photo is a photographic agency and picture library. We provide bespoke photographic printing, set up collaborative art projects, and offer editorial and design services. Throughout this series, we'll be interviewing individuals from the visual arts, discussing their careers and relationship with photography. This week, we had the pleasure of speaking to Gosia, Grazinka, and Kasia from Fresh from Poland. Fresh from Poland is an internationally operating independent non-profit organization that builds bridges between a young generation of Polish photographers and the international art market. They actively promote and support artists via their online platforms, as well as offline programming composed of exhibitions, events, publications and collaborative projects. I had the pleasure of collaborating with Fresh from Poland myself in our international show So What Poland that was shown in Krakow as part of the Fringe Festival in 2016 and in London in 2017. Currently Fresh from Poland have an exhibition on at the Bermondsey Project space in London, Queer Gays from Poland. The show celebrates the practice of 10 emerging and mid-career artists, unveiling the material that has never been exhibited in the United Kingdom before. The show gives a rare opportunity to explore the different ways in which artists raised in Poland process and embrace their own sexuality. The exhibition consists of intimate portraits, snapshots and photographic diaries and art books. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so Fresh from Poland started from a simple blog on Tumblr. Um, I realized that there is no place anywhere online or offline dedicated strictly to Polish photography. And um, so the blog was just the beginning. I wanted to check if there is going to be any interest in it. And it worked out pretty well. So after a couple of months, I started to look for, for people who might want to set up a platform and that's when Kasia <laughs> arrived and soon after there was Gosia who also joined the team and now there is three of us. Can you guys tell us a bit about your individual backgrounds? Did you study photography or...? Uh, well, I know Grazina from uh, Academy of Photography in Krakow um, and uh, basically yeah, she, she messaged me like, Kasia, do you want to Join and I was I was pretty resistant to this idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really um, yeah, because I I think at that time I was more focused on my photography and mm-hmm. not uh, I was not really into promoting other people. Uh, but then I realized it's it's really fun thing to do and it's very satisfying. So it worked out pretty great. So can't really complain. Did you find it really enriched your own work as well and changed how you started? Oh, yeah, it definitely broadened my, uh, let's say, views on photography. And Mm -hmm. because, like, when you go to school, you they show you uh, certain projects and stuff, so somehow they want to shape you. Uh, So that was a nice change and. Uh, for me personally, it was it was great to see that people, even without school or, or any kind of photographic background, can uh, can be successful. 
mm-hmm. and can do their own work without any rules. That's very true. How about you, Kasia? Well, I, um, I studied history of arts in Krakow for a couple of years, so I was kind of always interested in arts and stuff around, but more <coughs> in terms of organizing stuff rather than doing art myself. And uh, then I went to London. I didn't finish my uni in Poland, but I started another course in London. Then at some point I met Gerlinka here because we were working together at the museum. And uh, I think at the time I was writing a blog and she saw it somewhere or something like that. And she asked me if I would like to write for her platform. So I thought, oh, it's actually a nice idea. Why not? And I just I curated a couple of shows before that by myself, and uh, I just thought it would be a nice project to do and get involved in. So that's mm-hmm. how it happened. And yourself? Uh, so I was studying first culture, cultural studies, um, but I wasn't very much satisfied with them, so I started <laughs> studying photography in Academy of Photography in uh, Krakow together with with Kasia. Um, after that, I moved. I moved to London, and I worked in few galleries and museums, and uh, it inspired me a lot. And I realized that the situation in Poland is a bit different <laughs> regarding places where you can show and the ways you can show things. Yeah, and that that was the point where I started to think about French, and then we all met, and you know the rest yeah. <laughs> roughly. So what are your different roles in the team? Do you have kind of specific areas that each of you uh, look over or is it kind of open? I mean, we kind of do. Like, Kasia is responsible for social media and marketing. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, she will like oversee everything and then we will, of course, help uh, out of that as well. Then Grazienka is more like uh, art director. And I'm supposed to be events manager or kind of deal with funding, but this is more looking towards our uh, foundation, which we had opened just last year. But then me and Grzynka, we curate more shows, I guess. And, uh, well, it depends on the project as well. Yeah. But we try to, like, share the task between each of us and make sure that each of us is happy with what they're doing. Yeah, and also Gosha writes for us. <laughs> yeah, <Kasia>. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and Kasia curates uh, our Instagram, which is like fully her. Nice. <laughs> so in a way, you all kind of take lead in different projects, and you can also incorporate your own passions and make shows according to that. Yeah, I'm like, for example, I'm also social media specialist. Uh, apart from from Poland, I worked in marketing agency in mm. in Krakow. Uh, for almost two years, so um, at least in my case, it's it's like combining like this, uh, let's say, the passion for photography and for social media. And how does it work logistically? Because you girls live in different countries, and or you, uh, Grazina, you live kind of a nomadic artist lifestyle where you live here and there every few months. Uh, it all happens online, really, thanks to Facebook. <laughs> Messenger, email, Skype. <laughs> we don't meet very often all together. It's I might say like three times a year maybe. Yeah, I think we mainly meet when we have a project and then we all go there basically. <laughs> <laughs> or now because I'm in Poland for a few months and it happened that all three of us are there so we have 
we met a few, few times in the last couple of months. But That's very unusual. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it might be that we don't see each other for six months at all. Oh wow. But, but we you talk, do communicate all yeah, the time. Yeah, we talk hours. Almost every day, yeah. Wow. I mean, amazing. I think even like 10 years ago it wouldn't be possible to no. do something like that. But how amazing yeah. that it is possible and come and stuff yeah. you can do. It's yeah. really cool. So, is, is this a full-time role or do you guys do other things on the side? How does it all work? <laughs> Well, I think we all wish it would be our full-time job, mm-hmm. uh, but no, like I'm now working at a corporation company. Um, I used to work at a marketing agency, so it's like, at least for me, for From Poland, it was always the side project because it doesn't bring any money to the table, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, in order also to found some of our exhibitions and, and projects I think we all need to work so I mean it could be a full-time project easily if we wanted to and for, but at the same time it's I think it's very hard to move from this stage when you are doing stuff organizing things and it's fun and it's cool but at the same time you still don't make any profit from it and then this is like a net next stage so probably we will need to put more work into it to be able to get yeah. there but at the same time obviously we have to survive yeah of course <laughs> so how do you then source funding to put on your shows or is it all self-funded at the moment uh, depends on the project as yeah. well most of exhibition we did self-funded and uh, for many of them we found the sponsors for prints only as the show in London um, only one exhibition was funded by crowdfunding was the Exhibition made last year in Krakow. Uh, we funded the whole exhibition from money funded on Indiegogo. <laughs> I mean, usually we manage to find a space which offers to, to host our, our project for free, yeah. which helps a lot, of course, and yeah. then maybe some small sponsorship for like prints or something. But yeah, we put some, some money in it as well. I mean, that's why we set up non-for-profit organization to be able to start looking for serious sponsorship and uh, at the moment we are not even thinking about um, making money from it but just being able to do the projects. Yeah, because just to explain in Poland you cannot apply for sponsorships or grants if you're not legally some kind of organization. If you're just a curator as as a person you cannot apply for grants and this kind of things. So this is important. But you guys went to Sisha this year. Yeah, that's yeah. Year. That's so now you can, nothing's stopping you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just opened. <laughs> and how did you find the process of setting up like a crowdfunding campaign? Um, yeah, it was me responsible for this, and uh, it's pretty complicated. <laughs> it seems very easy when you just look at other people doing this, but uh, you need to find lots of perks if you want it to be successful. Spend a lot of time on editing text and uh, promoting it, looking for looking for people who will share the information. It's a I might say it might be a full time job already <laughs> to make this kind of campaign. Yeah, it's super um, it's like time work. time thing. Time consuming. Time consuming. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives lots of lots of satis- satisfaction if it works out. I guess it kind of grows the community in a sense as well. People are backing you and you're putting your idea out there more and it's, you know, becoming a wider yeah. thing. 
Yeah, so you know that someone wants to see it, yeah? It's not, you're not yeah. doing it just for yourself, but someone out there might be interested in this yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's satisfying, yeah. Nice. Um, do you have any advice for people who want to start their own photographic organisation or go into the curatorial sector? Well, I think just start doing your stuff and talk to as many people as you can and try to, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's very important, like, just, of course, you always say you need to have contacts. I mean, you don't need to have contacts from the start, but you need to go out there and show what you're doing. I mean, of course, now it's easier with social media and stuff, but at the same time, you cannot just wait for someone to discover you. Yeah. You have to go and tell them, oh, that's what I'm doing, I'm good at it, and then at some point, if, if that's really what you want to do, I think you'll become successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't have too much, too many connections really. <laughs> we we don't come from like any big institution. We don't have any big friends. So like this. Well, I, we started I, from almost from zero. Yeah, I mean, but I think like academia photography was like the kind of background for that. Like at least at least yeah. that's what I felt because like the the. Um, at the beginning, the research was just like easier, mm. uh, but later on, when yeah, we like d discover all the um, photographers we we knew we wanted uh, to have on our website, it was it was just simply easier to uh, find new ones because we already had like gathered material. So mm. I think it's mm -hmm. important to have your research done at the beginning. So kind of have a concept in place and then use that to kind of approach people and show what you want to do, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I think it works, like, you start from one thing, then someone will see it, and I don't know, you go to the gallery, you go to 100 galleries, and they'll say, oh, no, we're not interested, but then you'll find one, which might be, and even if this is not a huge gallery, but someone will, show, will see your project, they'll think, oh, it's quite cool, maybe we can do something together. So it's like, then you spread the word, as well, mm -hmm. and I think you just need to keep pushing it constantly, like... Just don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds, yeah. like, it sounds cheesy, but it's kind of Yeah, true. but it's true, it's true. Yeah. And if you're, you have to kind of remain active and engaged, and like you said, once you have the research in place and you've got, you know, a handful of artists, usually those people are surrounding themselves with other artists, and they know other people, and the community <coughs> grows and grows, so... Yeah, it's a good way of getting started. Yeah, I think also it's good to collaborate to yeah. work, for example, with some curator who is more little a little bit more experienced, or with galleries who who are little, but it's always a start. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. go straight to date. Ask if you can make an exhibition. You can, but they will probably say no. So collaboration is really important for you guys. I find it extremely important and inspiring. I think most of our projects are collaborative projects. We always find someone who, either institution, gallery, artists, or curator. curator. <laughs> and I suppose collaborating with people can be positive and negative. Well, <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me right now. No, no, I, I think. Um, like any kind of contact with with people, it can go both ways, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but like in 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 this case, uh, we don't have. Uh, I think we can all agree we don't have any negative 
um, experience in case of working with with artists. I'm like. There are still people, so like they can have you know better or, or worse days. Uh, but like we always meet with let's say the positive outcome from from the whole thing. I suppose especially nowadays, like people can't afford to um, live out this egotistical artist role anymore. It's all about kind of sharing and promoting your work, and you are your own agent so to speak these yes, days in yes. most cases so if you're not someone pleasant to work with then no one else wants to work with you anymore exactly mm-hmm. so yeah we, we can't really complain <laughs> what are the main hurdles you guys have had to overcome so far well i think we are constantly having some issues i mean i would say the lack of time or is money. <laughs> yeah. money. Lack of money is always a problem. If we had enough funding, we would be doing projects every month, probably. But the fact that we have to find money and we have to find time, and we, it's not our full-time job. This is this is an issue. So we have to manage our time well and be able to like work with around things. And uh, this is something I don't know. Like at some point, probably you move on a bit and then it might be easier but yeah I think this is something we've been always dealing with. Mm. Do, do you find these constraints positive, like a positive force to help you kind of come up with creative solutions or maybe that gives you, you might be in the position where you have more freedom now than if you did, if you were backed by a certain institution or something? Yeah, I, I think that I think in some ways it helps a little bit to be more creative. Uh, I guess working for a big institution or having, for example, money from government might impact what we do and might restrain the variety of topics. For example, I don't think we would be able to make this exhibition now if <laughs> if we would be sponsored by our government. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, the fact that we that we sponsor ourselves gives us 100% of freedom, no one can tell us anything um, or complain about what we're doing. I mean, they can. (laughs) (laughs) I think they complain, but they cannot forbid us to do what we do. And also I think if we would have loads of money, like really, (laughs) it might maybe, if we could do anything we want, it probably would also... Make us la- lazy, I think. Make yeah. us lazy, mm-hmm. yeah, and less creative. Maybe mm-hmm. too easy then. Yeah. 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 I mean, this challenge and this kind of struggle, it also makes it more interesting. Yeah, and more, more satisfying, yeah. Full yeah, time. exactly. <laughs> yes, it, yes. <laughs> Again, it worked. <laughs> the current political climate has also shaped this show. Yeah, could you go into more depth about that, so about the show and its relationship with the politics in your country and why you're doing it here in London? Well, our purpose was to not to do this in any kind of connection with our politics mm. uh, in, in our country, uh, because at least I believe that art should be um, like totally outside of uh, political influence. Um, but of course, like the the top the queer topic in in Poland is quite. Um, um, if you want it or not, it's still political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's it's something that it's still it's it's like this elephant in the room. Like, you you can't really express yourself. 
so I think doing it in London has I, I think the um, gives the, the, the let's say the right to the artists to express mm-hmm. themselves and that's why I think it is better to to do it in London than to do it in Poland but it, it has become a statement in itself yes. somehow because saying okay there are, we want to give artists freedom of expression means that we had to accommodate that in some way because we were not able to do it somewhere else I mean for many reasons it's not like we could never do this show in Poland I'm sure there are places which would be happy to host us, but at the same time, either we wanted it or not, it became a statement, mm-hmm. and uh, many people are looking at it in, in that way. So, I guess it's a good thing, in a way, mm-hmm. because we are telling people about things which are, like, we are showing it to wider public and I'm sure many people in the UK or anywhere are not really thinking of what how is life of queer artists in Poland. No one really thinks that this is a problem. Mm. And here they can see their works and they can admire them but then also they can maybe learn a little bit about their situation. So what is it like being gay in Poland at the moment? Is what would happen if you would put the show on? Would it get a lot of negative attention? I think it might be hard at the first place to give any attention to it. <laughs> uh, I don't think the press would really like to write about it too much. Um, because there are some queer things going on and you don't really see them in the news or in the newspapers. It's more like kind of... For me it feels like it's a bit avoided. In so a way, there's just no platform at all for... They are, but they are only for queer people. So if you're okay. queer, you will find out. But if you're not, it's kind They're of making niche. art for themselves. Yeah. Okay. You can't really teach anyone anything, educate, because people who are not queer, they probably will never find out about right. all I mean, the things that are going on. <laughs> if it will be a big institution, okay. then probably it will get a lot of attention, a lot of negative attention as well. But if you just do a small show, then probably no one would come, except of people who are like in your circle. Yeah. And has this been an issue sourcing artists? Have, has there been people holding back because they don't want to maybe openly speak out about their sexuality? Mm, yeah, there were a couple of artists, female artists. One of them uh, didn't want to be a part of the queer show, having a queer show which has in the name the word queer, which kind of puts her in the box. Mm-hmm. She, didn't want, she didn't want to be connected that hard to it, that, that strongly. And then there was one more girl whose parents apparently didn't know that she um. she's, uh, I'm not even sure, lesbian or bi, bisexual. Uh, and she didn't want her name to be online because she didn't want her family to find out. Fair enough. I mean, we touched on collaboration earlier and how much it's... Um, benefited the organisation. With regards to Brexit, how do you think that will impact the future for Fresh in Poland? It's very, very hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I don't hope it won't have negative impact on our future. We can really work anywhere. It's not like we are bonded to work in London if they don't want us here. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think it will happen anyway. I mean... It might be more difficult in some way to travel or it's really, I don't know what's the situation right now, but 
I think we'll still want to do projects here and uh, anywhere else in Europe and and outside. So I don't know. I cannot see right now how it would impact. We need to see exactly what's what's gonna happen because I don't think anyone knows. Yeah, I mean, like I think it's it's going to be definitely harder to make a show like from the kind of formal um, side of it uh, because of some kind of probably visas that kind of stuff. I mean, like this is what I and like I I'm usually the, the let's say um, less uh, the least optimistic person in if you're from Poland, <laughs> uh, but. Um, no, I, I think it's going to be a bit tougher to exhibit here. But London is, is a place where you really want to have your work shown because mm-hmm. uh, this still is, uh, at least for most of us, like this central place uh, for cultural events and art and stuff like that. So, um, okay, we can go to Madrid, to, to let's say, to, to Lisbon, but it still won't have that kind of impact on the artist as it would be. Uh, when their works will be shown in, in London. So, I mean, like, we are not giving, giving up, definitely, but I think it's going to be harder. We were lucky so far, we had like three, three, four projects in London, and uh, it seems like we work mainly in Poland and in London, but at the same time, if the center of the attention will shift somewhere else, then we will go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, of course. Maybe Berlin or maybe. Amsterdam. <laughs> You'll be exciting with the future as to hold in a way. <laughs> it might take you to unfamiliar grounds. Definitely. Optimism. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting, guys. <laughs> so, can you tell us if you have anything cooking at the moment? Any new projects lined up? Mm, well, we have, we'll have a couple of projects, but it's not confirmed yet. So, I would say nothing what we can reveal right now. And how can people follow your work, what you do, find out about shows? Uh, well, definitely we are on Facebook, as uh, Fresh From Poland, the same as Twitter and Instagram. And Tumblr. And Tumblr. Yeah, if you're an artist from Poland, like feel free to, to ping us, to, to message us with your work, send an email. Um, because it's always, because I don't believe we know all the Polish photographers out there, even in different countries. So I think it's it's important to to be now on social media and, and showcase your work. And also, <laughs> if you represent an organization <laughs> who is working with arts, or uh, if you're an artist who'd like to collaborate on some kind of projects, we were open for international collaborations, of course. We we focus on Polish arts and we involve them in all our projects, but they don't have to be the only. It's not the only topic, let's say. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.